Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today, y'all, we are so excited to have an amazing guest fellow podcaster, journalist, speaker, business leader, and a fierce advocate for strategic social impact and leader in ESG or environment social governance. And of course, there are so many other titles and accolades we should be filing under her name. And of course, guest appearance, but I think that would take the entirety of this episode. Uh, so I'm going to come back and we're going to welcome the amazing Joan Michelson. Yeah. Aw, thank you, guys. I'm thrilled to be here. I love stuff mom never told you. I have to, like, think about that for a while. (laughs) Stuff (laughs) my mother never told me. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff my mother never told me. I have a newsflash for you. (laughs) That's consensus, I think, in general. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, Yeah, I can do that. First, I want to say Happy Galentine's Day. Yeah. I mean, yes. yeah, here we Thank are. Thank you. Happy Galentine's Day. Yeah. What a Galentine's way to celebrate. Day. Yeah, absolutely. Really? What a great way to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fabulous. So um, I will introduce me, but first I want to really acknowledge you guys because I love the range of stuff that you cover. You really, um, the combination of the intersectionality part, I mean, bringing pop culture and, and science and cool women and social activism and touche, bravo, my hat off. They can't see me. <laughs> they can't see me applauding and bowing, but I am, I am, I am. Oh, thank you. So first I want to, I just want to really acknowledge that and acknowledge you guys and, um, Oh, I've got so many reactions to some of the cool guests you've had that I, we could talk for like five hours, but I know we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. I do a range of things. I do career consulting. I do ESG consulting. Thank you, Samantha, for defining it. And we can talk more about what that is exactly. It's basically the intersection of 
climate action and social justice and holding people accountable, you know, transparency, that kind of thing. And we can dive more into that. Um, I, I spent many years in corporate America. I have a podcast called Electric Ladies Podcast, which sounds very akin to Stuff Mom Never Told You. Um, I have over 400 episodes. I've interviewed extraordinary women changing the world in some way that has to do with saving the planet. And uh, I um, speak all over the place. I may have run into you uh, wherever you're listening from. And uh, I am just tickled pink to be here. <laughs> well, we are so excited to have you. And yes, um, I, I was telling you at the beginning, before we got onto the uh, to record, that the reason we were able to find you was we were talking about glaciologists and kind of featuring some on our women around the world or feminists around the world. And your podcast came up and I was like, oh, yeah, we have we have to have her on. The things that she's doing is not something that we often talk about, which is incorporating uh, climate justice into corporate worlds, which we are going to talk about in a bit but like your podcast was right on like in our lane essentially <laughs> and we had to have you on and you've done some amazing interviews first and foremost because I guess that's that journalist broadcast background that you have that I'm like oh we gotta step up our game we got this Annie we got this <laughs> but you have done some amazing amazing works and obviously you've got like nominations and awards behind your name that all uh, that actually give you the credit that you absolutely deserve. So I'm done fangirling, I promise. Oh. But we are so excited to have you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm I, Coming from you guys, that means uh, a ton. Yeah, I have to tell you, I really have been lucky to interview a lot of amazing women, and I've got some that haven't aired yet that are coming up that, that y'all will blow you away too. And what I like most about these women is they're super um, successful. I mean, that's the Secretary of the Air Force, the Deputy Secretary of Transportation, the Chief Commercialization Officer of the Department of Energy, the Chief Sustainability Officer of General Motors, you know, blah, 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 it can go on. And yet they're just, they're cool and they're people and they're conversational and they give great career advice. I give career advice in every episode and they can just go back and forth between the science or the technology and the business world and just life, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they're just, they're totally cool and comfortable women. And they are all over the world. You know, it's interesting. Um, I was listening to your episode about SIHA, which is just an unbelievable organization. Mm -hmm. And they, I, I um, got familiar with, I think, one of the women that you were talking about who was got an award from Hillary Clinton recently yes. at the Georgetown Center for Women, Peace, and Security. I know Milan Verveer, who founded it. She's amazing. Um, she's the, for anybody who doesn't know, she's the first person to be the global ambassador for women and girls in the State Department. And what that means is sh that position is making sure that we, women and girls, needs, priorities, um, economic benefits, et cetera, healthcare, get integrated into every single foreign policy decision. That's amazing. Yeah, across the world. I mean, that's like unbelievable, right? Right. So touche for featuring women like that. I I really appreciate it. And uh, I've had some women from Africa on my show as well doing extraordinary mm -hmm. work, which we can talk about. Yes. Yes. I mean, 
thank you because it's so helpful when we're doing research because we do, as you said, it's a great thing to be able to cover like pop culture and, and everything. But it means that we don't get to like dig in necessarily to one thing too deeply. Like we don't get to specialize in something necessarily. Like we like to highlight people. We think that they should get their flowers now. Um, but it's great that there is another show that is like ours, but gets to go more in depth on those things. So I just love that there's a space, there's space for all of this and it's mm -hmm. great and it's all needed. So it's fantastic that we're having this, this crossover right now. <laughs> yeah, I just want to add something to that, Annie, if I might. And that is the reason that I do what I do is because energy and climate affects every single aspect of our lives. So I, you know, I, I, you guys love food, you love travel, you love, you know, artists and music and whatever. And all of that requires obviously a planet, but it requires energy, it requires water, it requires, you know, food is the, the food supply is being transformed by climate change. Um, and by ag tech, you know, the, the innovations that are coming out of this stuff are making our lives better, not just protecting us from climate change. That's the impetus. But they're really making our lives so much better and bringing us really cool stuff like electric vehicles, which is one of my favorite topics altogether. By the way, I just want to say one thing. We're on the heels of the Super Bowl. And what hasn't gotten a lot of coverage, besides the fact, yes, I'm a total Taylor Swift fan. I'm a Swiftie um, <laughs> steroids, and I love that she's just so authentic and natural, is that Allegiant Stadium is actually a highly um, environmentally friendly stadium. It's run wow. on a lot of renewable energy. They've done, they've taken a lot. I'm, I'm interviewing one of the people of this, who spearheaded that effort. And they've they took a lot of efforts to make sure that, I mean, nobody talked about it, right? But mm -hmm. they did a lot of work to make sure that that massive facility didn't actually make the planet worse in the process. Right. So oh, that's cool. I did not know that. Yes. Yes. So that's so cool. Um, I mean, and those are the like amazing stories um, and interviews that we love and we love to hear, um, especially like women uh, being involved in that. Because so often the mm -hmm. story has been they don't get any credit or any any mention at all that they're doing this amazing work in this thing. Um so it's really important uh, to to showcase uh, those kinds of things. And to that end, uh, to be transparent for us, until we were doing this research, I didn't know the term ESG. I didn't know what that meant. So do you mind breaking that down for us and maybe some of our listeners who also didn't know? No, it's my pleasure. And, you know... Um, what you just said is the reason I started Electric Ladies podcast. Uh, it was originally called Green Connections Radio, by the way. But um, I got into the space um, when I was recruited by Chrysler to head up communications and co-head sales and marketing for their global electric motor cars. And I fell in love with the space. I mean, cool, smart people making the world a better place, developing cool products, saving the planet, making money, you know, and having jobs that were fascinating and all of that. But I kept noticing that the women who were in the space were not getting the microphone very often, literally and figuratively, and that, the, and that there weren't enough women in the space. 
And so I would always use the influence that I had to try to get more women to get the microphone and to get more visibility and to get more decision-making power, whatever. And so when somebody came to me at a conference I spoke at and said, we'd like you to do a show on our network, and I've been advocating for women since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, I decided that I had to feature women because mm-hmm. we have we have to raise, I mean, I know all these amazingly talented women who don't get either, you know, they either they don't get the juice, they don't literally get a microphone, I mean, they have all these mammals, right, all male panels, or they interview, you know, the reporters, goes for the guy who's the CEO or whatever, where it's the women who are doing the real work or there's women who are chairman, and they go by chairman a lot, of the board, and some schmagang still asks them for coffee. And it's like, (laughs) hello. Like, can you respect (laughs) these people? I mean, you know. So anyway, I have no feelings about this whatsoever. You can tell I have no (laughs) passion for this whatsoever. So right <laughs> I love ESG because it puts a name on what I've actually been doing like my whole career, which is really mm-hmm. cool. So it's about the core of what you guys talk about, which is intersectionality. It's, it's the ultimate intersectionality. It's the E part is environment, which is the climate, the planet, water, energy, air. And it's also the workplace environment. I mean, COVID taught us nothing. It's like workplace matters, right? So it's the environment, it's buildings. Buildings are 40% of greenhouse gas emissions. My episode this week is with the chief sustainability officer of a company that's handling that a lot. So environment, E is environment. And you can use that in the, it can be your home. It can be the planet, right? And natural resources. So the S is all the stakeholders, it's women's rights, it's voting rights, it's uh, climate justice, it's social justice, it's whatever ethnicity or orientation you care to define yourself as. It's uh, the, the rights of any stakeholder, including the planet. The community and the planet is our stakeholders. And then governance, in a nutshell, is really about accountability and transparency. So it's about the reporting you have to do to the government. It's regulators, of course. But it's also authenticity. It's like in today's world, with all the media and people like you and me, you know, putting a microphone in people's faces all the time, and and social media, of course, you can't hide. You can't pretend. And so you have to be transparent. There's a huge move towards transparency. The SEC is coming out with new rules that are going to be mandatory requirement for companies to declare this stuff. And one other quick point I'll put on this is there's something called the Edelman Trust Barometer, which they do every year, and they they launch it at these big fancy conferences. And they've found for the last several years that business has the highest amount of trust in the economy, not government, not media, but business. And so there's a responsibility to be, to handle the environment piece and the social justice piece and to be transparent and accountable and authentic. And that in a nutshell is what ESG is. And you can use ESG, you can, you know, whatever nomenclature works for you guys, um, I'll roll with it. So uh, I don't want anybody to get their knickers in a twist over the 
over the nomenclature. And I just want to say one other thing, two other things. One is no matter where you're based, that's where you guys are in Atlanta, I'm in DC, wherever our listener is, you are affected by climate change. You may not feel it directly. I mean, your chances are, you know, you're either dealing with a snowstorm, a rainstorm, a drought, wildfire, whatever. But also in the quality of the air you breathe, in the quality of the water you drink, you know, and the anything in your world, you are wherever you are in the world, literally, you are affected by climate change. And there's also opportunities behind that, too, which we can talk about. That's my soliloquy for the moment. No, I love it. (laughs) Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. So we were going to ask how ESG kind of could be outside of corporations, because I know your concentration when it comes to the podcast is specific to corporations. What does that look like for us no okay yeah you have, well you do you do feature a lot of like philanthropy nonprofits all of the different levels I see you you just does such a like an amazing job in what it feels like accountability for corporations which oftentimes we don't see that I think and then to see that women are the ones who are doing it is even more impressive like it's just one of the things but how do we carry that um, as maybe we're not big leaders maybe we're not the you know the new up and head CEO of this and that how do we put that into our own workplaces. Does that make sense? It totally, totally, totally. So we have power. Women make 85% of the purchase decisions on the planet. Think about that. Make or influence. Mm, it's true. So 
girlfriend, we got power. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, we can, uh, we have to vote. Hello, vote, 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 mm-hmm. vote for people that care about the things that you care about. If you're listening to this, chances are you're, you've got a certain set of values, right? So vote your value and get your butt out to vote people, please. Mm-hmm. Especially this year is really important. Um, I feature really the wide range of people doing stuff in, in climate space. I've had, I'll give you a couple of cool examples. I know you guys love pop culture. I interviewed this amazing woman in New York who has started, who started a company that reduces the carbon footprint of television and movie productions. Think about that. I mean, if you think about all the, the you know, all the, the buildings they blow up, the cars they blow up, the food, you know, stuff, the cater. I've never been on a, you know, on some of these sets. And Atlanta is hot for this right now, too. <laughs> and they, and I know uh, Tyler Perry and his Atlanta studio has done a lot to uh, reduce their carbon footprint. So, I mean, that's amazing, right? And then I have singers who are doing what's called a climate cabaret, where they're doing an event to raise awareness and things like that. And people who are making art out of recycled materials. They're making documentaries uh, about the topic or just regular stories about it, you know, movies about it. Um, So it really is the full range. I mean, yes, I have a lot of corporates. I have a bunch of government people and nonprofits. And then you have people who tie them together. Like I just interviewed a woman from Rockefeller um, Philanthropy Advisors. They help individuals and companies put their philanthropic dollars into saving the planet in a way that's constructive and that, you know, where the needs are anywhere in the world. And of course, we talked a lot about helping women do this. And there's some amazing women. Oh, we talked about Africa a minute ago in Africa and in parts of the U.S. that are doing work to help rural women gain an education while addressing the climate issues in their area, you know, I mean, water, hello, right? And and environmental, uh, clean air, all kinds of environmental hazards and uh, clean energy. I mean, we still have these horrible stoves that are polluting women all over the world. So let me just put it this way. No matter what kind of work you do and where you do it, you can both do something that helps reduce the risk of climate change, reduce the carbon footprint or whatever. And you can also do something that helps create a solution. So let me give you an example. I have, and some of my coaching clients come to me and they say, oh, I have to quit my job and change careers and go to work for a nonprofit because I want to help save the planet. And I'm like... Hold on a minute. No, just hold your horses here. You don't have to quit because wherever you work now, you can start a green club. You can hold the company accountable for recycling and look at their carbon footprint. You can help with the corporate sustainability report. You can say, hey, I love my job. You know, is there some way I can do a project that helps facilitate reducing the energy of the building or um, reaching people in another area or working with the foundation. So you can always find a way that whatever you do can help address the challenge. And it makes your job more fulfilling in the process too. And on top of that, 
Um, there's these this huge funding from the government that came about from the last Congress under Nancy Pelosi that allocates three trillion with a T dollars and and tax benefits for these kinds of projects. So let me give you an example. If your house if your house gets cold and you have leaky windows, you can now get money or tax credits to fix the windows and the door so that you lower your energy bill, you save leaking energy, and you warm up your house. I'm going to need you to send me that information for my house. <laughs> I'll be happy to. <laughs> me too. Absolutely. I'm, happy to. I'm not joking. You I'm can, not joking. Yeah, you can buy an electric vehicle. You can get charging, <laughs> or get a charger in your house with this stuff. And if you have a business, you can do the same thing. If you've been complaining that your manufacturing, your assembly line is messing up and you have to fix it too often, if you choose a replacement that reduces the carbon emissions uh, of that manufacturing system or and or reduces the water it consumes, etc., you can get money for doing it or tax credits and reduce your cost for doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, who would not want to do this? I'm, I'm telling you, I need you to send me all this information. I will be happy <laughs> like, to direct me to this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let me I, get this done. Get <laughs> for next year. Absolutely. I interviewed a woman who does, uh, Lauren Sauls, who's CEO of a company called Sealed, who helps with the heat pumps thing. I mean, it's just, I mean, I can give you 80,000 resources. There's websites that the government put out. If you just Google resources for infrastructure and Inflation Reduction Act, it'll come up. But this is what I'm saying. No matter what kind of business you have, no matter what kind of career you have, and all these businesses and all these uh, nonprofits and all these facilities need everything. They need HR. They need finance. They need technology. They need communications. They need management. So no matter what you do, what your skill set is, you can find a way to make money and make a difference. And bleeping vote, please. And bleeping, yes. I like that a lot. You know, you kind of just reminded me kind of on a different subject of like a conversation I had with my dad recently because I used to be in social work and specifically in social justice with when it comes to child advocacy um, and uh, working with teens. Uh, But like I went from that to this, which is podcasting and hosting. And and of course, I think it's important and Annie does an amazing job in uh, making sure we get information out there and hopefully inspire people to think differently or, you know, learn new things. But it feels so different that my father, who was conservative, was like, are you still making a difference, though? But are you, you know, like questioning whether or not? And I had to really think back. I was like, well, I think I think so. And just like realizing just because I'm not doing the grunt work of what I think is service is not necessarily the same thing equating to uh, not helping, I guess, is that, you know, and I'm like, yeah, there's things that need to be done. These different specific fills have to be infiltrated, (laughs) for the lack of a better term, to make real change. Because the people who are already out there needing or doing that help, they know this. It's the people who haven't realized and can't see uh, what can change. And, And having people come in and having that conversation of how that kid could be different or differences can be made in those fields. And like having those conversations that you have with people in different fields, women in different fields, and how they bring it in is really inspirational. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I just want to tell your dad, dad, if you're listening, <laughs> Samantha <laughs> is making more of a difference doing this because she's reaching more people 
I mean, I love, you know, the the one kid at a time. I mean, that's one kid mm-hmm. at a time and what that's right. yeoman's work, man. I mean, I, you know, power to you. It's just not <laughs> seriously. And you're giving a voice to so many more people now. You're reaching so many more people now instead of just one at a time. Joan, I'm going to have you on speed dial just so that I can get those talks from you. Oh, I have friends like that. I'm like, okay, so when clients like that, like when you're feeling like crap, just text me and I'm there. But seriously, and this is why, you know, this is, I just want to say this. Part of what I love about what you guys are doing is, and I'm actually writing a book about this, but women bring a completely important point of view to this work and to anything we do. Women bring this combination of idealism to whatever task, whatever career, and whatever skill set and industry we're in and we bring. And it makes a huge difference. We're, you know, we're in the age now where we need that framing in order to solve challenges that address this intersectionality of people and planet. And and capitalism is good. Making money is good. We all need it. We want abundance. It's not anti-making money. It's doing all of it at once. That none, none of them have to suffer in order to succeed. And so I would pose it that you're making a bigger difference, Miss um, Samantha, doing this work or an equal right, difference um, in this work. So, Dad, <laughs> she's cool. <laughs> yes. Just send that That's what I was waiting for. I'm going cool. to advertise this. I'm going to put this in a card. Send it. <laughs> send me one. I'll send it. I'll, I'll, or put, yeah. it on, put it on Instagram or something. I'll share it. <laughs> so love on it. I'll totally share it. Absolutely. You got it, girl. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, so we've been talking about uh, your podcast and how amazing it is, how, that, how that's how we found you. And through your work, you've done such a great job of highlighting um, women who are leaders, who are doing these amazing things, all these accomplishments that they're, they're doing. Um, so I know you've given us a couple of examples before we started recording and during. <laughs> um, but uh, can you talk about some maybe instances of women who really stood out to you, who are pioneers, who are leaders, who have influenced you? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, how much time do you have? So um, <laughs> there are, I mean, frankly, and I'm not being coy, but really every single one of my guests inspires me and and somewhat intimidates me. I mean, I, I interviewed Dr. Vanessa Chan, who I, I just adore. She's the chief commercialization officer of the Department of Energy. She's the one who's helping dole out all this money, right, on the energy side. She's extraordinary. And she was at McKinsey. She's been an entrepreneur. Okay, you guys love pop culture. She actually sold products successfully on QVC and something that has nothing to do with energy whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, this woman is like unbelievable. She's like MIT, the energy department and QVC. I mean, like really. (laughs) My mother would love her. MIT and QVC. (laughs) And she's a mom of two girls. I'm almost like, good grief. Like, did you find more than 24 hours in a day? Right. Wow. Like, where does this happen? (laughs) So, and she's lovely. She's very, you know, approachable and conversational and funny and and uh, dedicated. I mean, it's really, really interesting. Then, then there's people like 
Rosemary Atieno, who was in Kenya, who was helping her people, the women in Kenya, solve everyday challenges in a way that also addresses climate change. Now, let me give you an example. So she told me a story. She has a group called Women Climate Centers International and another and another uh, related group. And she told me the story of a woman coming to her and telling her that the village was having a, an epidemic of cholera. So Rosemary helped this woman, went to the village, checked everything out, helped this woman get a whole new water system for their community. And she got money from different sources. I, you'd have to listen to it to find out exactly where. And help this community get clean water, get money from sources they didn't know, get the economic development that came with it, get the education on how to solve a problem and resources for improving their education. The kids could be healthy. Everybody could be get, got healthy. They eradicated cholera in the community. They got the kids an education. So the kids had the, could have the time now and the, and the women aren't having to go chase water. Which, and if you've ever been to Africa, they chased water. I mean, literally, I have pictures. I've, you can't see, but I have a wall in my living room with pictures from Africa. And they they literally carry the water. So they didn't have to do that anymore. And so it was like an unbelievable win, 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 win. And her motivation was addressing the climate challenge while helping this woman solve her immediate problem. I mean, how much more inspiring can you possibly get? So I feel privileged to have the opportunity to talk to these women. Right, yeah. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
there's so many amazing people doing amazing work. And I, I find a lot of times when we do our episodes on feminists around the world or on another segment we have called Female First, it always ends with wanting to leave a better future. It almost always ends with somebody, a woman, and women being more impacted by whatever issue who not only takes this initiative to listen to people in the community and fix the problem and work together with people to fix the problem. But also there's such a big, like in their minds, I want this future, even after I'm gone um, for other people. And that's just so amazing and inspirational. Totally. And I want to give you one other quick story. And of course, I mean, I, you know, I've interviewed over 400 women on my show. I mean, I don't match you guys with 2,600 or something wild, but um, I'm at 40, 40, 400 and something. So I'm pretty good. But one of the women I interviewed is the former finance minister of Ukraine, Mm -hmm. who also went on to help Puerto Rico rebuild after Hurricane Maria. And in the course of our conversation, she said to me two things. One is she said she felt like when she when the war broke out that, you know, what am I doing in Puerto Rico? I need to get back to Ukraine. And she said, then I realized that the work I'm doing where I am can help Ukraine rebuild. And that the voice that I have now and on the outside can help Ukraine get the resources that they need. So no matter where you sit right now, what kind of work you do, I don't care if you have a company that makes cups or shirts. There's a ton I cover on sustainable fashion, for example. You can find a way to do it in a way that reduces the carbon footprint. She also said to me that this concept, these ESG reports, can actually help reveal creepy money because they require disclosure. So you, that's the other thing is that you want to support these reporting mechanisms because they're going to help disclose information about some of these companies that you want to know. See other place where we have power, okay? We can spend our money with organizations and with pro- companies that do what, that share our values. If they don't support LGBTQ rights, if they don't support reproductive rights, if they don't support democracy or they're trying to thwart it in some way, or they don't support whatever you don't, you know, whatever you support, if they're against it, use your money to mm-hmm. go put it with somebody else. You're right. Right. I have no passion for this whatsoever. <laughs> well, I was going to say, <laughs> I could go on. You are very passionate with your work, but also you are very skilled in your work in all of this. And it's such a route. Your your career is such a route that I would have never thought of again, because my mind was if I want to be in service, I have to be sad and poor, <laughs> which is really sad mentality. But you've done such amazing work and, and your career path has been amazing. How did you get in your line of work? Oh, dear, Samantha. <laughs> I got the big <laughs> I followed the breadcrumbs, my sweet friend. Um, well, in case you haven't figured it out, I'm a born and bred New York City girl. And my dad, I joke that I've been doing this since pre-birth. 
because my dad had an ad agency when I was a kid in New York City, and I'm the youngest of four. And he would literally pull copy out of the typewriter. Yes, it was a typewriter. And say, <laughs> and hand it to the closest warm body and say, read this out loud to me. So I'm convinced that the first thing I read out loud was probably my father's copy. So I've been, and he was brilliant and creative and fascinating. And they were also political activists in a way. They used to have political fundraisers, including for women candidates, by the way. They would have, um, so they, we would talk about current events and, and those kinds of things, very, very worldly oriented. Of course, in New York City, you kind of can't get away from it, right? I mean, you by nature, right? And the other thing is I followed opportunity. So I started my career, I've gone back and forth between corporate communications and journalism. And I think one of the lessons for me is ask, 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 ask. If there's an opportunity you're interested in, I don't care if you only fit 50% of the criteria. I don't care if you only fit, you know, they want a PhD and you don't have one. Write them and tell them you're willing to get a PhD, okay, in your cover letter or whatever. Um, say, go for what you want. I'll give you a great example. I have a coaching client who interviewed with job A, and they said, you're not appropriate for job A, but we want to interview you for job B. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have known about her for job B if she didn't apply for job A, right? So I sought opportunities, and I, I mean, I got my first job um, or not my first, but one of my first jobs in journalism by reaching out to Diane Sawyer and saying, I want to be you. What should I do? I mean, literally wow. cold. That's amazing. She replied. <laughs> I was going to say, did she away. respond? She okay. responded. <laughs> I did some freelance work with her in New York. She's wow. lovely. She's fascinating and, um, and totally authentic, really interesting woman. And so you have to just, and then when I was, I was at 60 Minutes and I was at 60 and then I got another kind of corporate opportunity that was fascinating, which ended up putting me in the, at the LA, believe it or not, LA mass transit system, helping to expand that and which gave me a whole nother set of experience. And here I am back in a kind of, you know, an intersection with transportation and the green economy. I mean, who knew, right? Mm -hmm. And then I go to work for Christ. I mean, it's like, you never know how these fit together until later and you take pieces from each of it that you learn you don't learn less mm -hmm. whatever you learn in 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 job a or in entrepreneurship b or from what i call mini mentoring moments where you just ask somebody say you know i'm dealing with this can i get your advice on this and then you're um you take that in and you never know what impact it's going to have on you um, I mentioned before we were, went on air about this fascinating woman that I interviewed who's a, she calls herself a glaciologist and I joked with her, I thought that was frozen dead people, but it's actually <laughs> glaciers, the study of glaciers. Um, Twyla Moon, Dr. Twyla Moon, what a great name, mm -hmm. I love her. And mm -hmm. she said something really interesting. I asked for career advice in every episode and she said, reconsider your goals all the time because you might have grown out of your goal. You might be able to do something else now that is more interesting and more akin and more aligned with who you are now and what you know now and who you know now. Mm -hmm. In other words, don't let 
oh, I always wanted to be an ex. You know, I always wanted to be a doctor. I always wanted to be a lawyer. I always wanted to be a social worker. I always wanted to be an actress. I always wanted to be a whatever journalist. Hold you back from letting a job fall in your lap. I mean, my job at Chrysler, which got me into this economy, was a complete and total bleeping fluke. <laughs> I mean, literally, I was at a lunch meeting talking to people. I didn't know who I was talking to. I mean, what roles they were, whatever. We go around the table, and I found out the guy I'm talking to is the president of the division. The next morning, he calls me and says, are you happy? And so it's recruiting me. <laughs> so you never know oh. who you're talking to. I guess this is the benefits of being an extrovert right here. Well, you have to behave, okay? You have to be careful what you say. I mean, you can't, yes. I mean, seriously, you can't, yeah. you can't bad badmouth people to other of people. Of course. Right? Of so, course. I mean, I'm just going to say that because we're yeah. among friends, right? I mean, it's, the, it's, the, it's the Galentine's Day show. Yes. So, I would just say the, to answer, it's a long-winded answer to your question, Samantha, but I would say the short answer is seek opportunities, ask for opportunities, and be who you are and embrace who you are and what you love to do and be willing to learn. Curiosity is a key criteria right now. The, the chief diversity officer of General Motors, Telba Magruder, who's magical, she's now back heading up manufacturing. She's been there for 29 years or something. She's extraordinary. She's also head, uh, on the board of the Girl Scouts, by the way. She oh. said... Some of the key factors they look for in talent are adaptability and curiosity because people mm -hmm. have to learn all the time. You're never staying static. Mm -hmm. So keep learning. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care where you live, what you do, what your skill set is. Forget about it, as they say in my hometown, <laughs> and just be curious and keep learning. Yeah. You know, that fits in perfectly with your career path. It really does. I was like, okay, yeah, I see this, the theme of your career is in those statements in itself. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And making a difference. You know, I always wanted to use what I was doing to make a difference. <laughs> and I, you know, and I collect people. I mean, I've had, you know, I have wonderful <laughs> people in my world and it's really, it's a privilege. And now I get to add you guys. I know. That's one of my favorite parts of podcasting is getting new friends. This Absolutely. Is true. Absolutely. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Whether you want it or not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Here. And I mean, I'll add to that and I'm biased because I do it. But, but you know, get coaching or mastermind groups or outside information is really helpful. You need to have a support group and I don't, you know, it can be formal, it can be informal, but you, you know, we're joking before that, you know, when you feel bad, you'll, you'll ping me to, to get a cheer up. But <laughs> we need that, right? We need to support yeah. each other and you need to get, you also need people who are going to tell you stuff that you might not want to hear, no. but are, is helpful. You know, mm -hmm. the proverbial spinach in your teeth or, you know, whatever, right? Oh, exactly. Yes. We'd rather hear it. It is helpful. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, if friend. you're, and I, get a, I mean, it goes to everything from dating to, you know, food to, you know, saying something stupid to your boss. I mean, you know, believe me, I've done it. <laughs> me too. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> so uh, you're, you're speaking about um, kind of, collecting these friends, interviewing these amazing women. Uh, why do you think it's important for women to be part of leadership in this corporate world? 
Oh my, how much time do you have, Miss Annie? <laughs> we just have a whole mini-series of this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because I think it's important for women to be part of leadership because we bring a different set of perspectives, experiences, values, and lenses to every challenge. And I'll give you a couple of examples. There's a classic business story of General Motors many years ago launching the a car called Nova in Mexico, Latin America. Well, Nova means doesn't go, don't go in Spanish. Why would you launch a car that's called basically doesn't move in a country with the name? I mean, like, it doesn't make any sense, right? right. So you need to have, and all these companies want to sell products to women, Mm-hmm. I mean, for years, CPG, consumer product companies, didn't have women on their boards or in their management team. And it's like, dude, mm-hmm. you don't understand your market. And don't mm-hmm. tell me you do. And if somebody <laughs> says to you, oh, I know my market, I don't need research, run the other direction. <laughs> because, you know, da- data matters, right? So mm-hmm. I think women bring values. We bring curiosity. We bring collaboration. We bring the ability to support each other. We, we, you know, don't punch me in the nose for saying this, men, but we teach you how to collaborate because men are kind of conditioned to be solo, you know, the hunting and the, you know, the hunting and the gathering. And, um, and they don't need to be, it, they don't have to be alone. They can be supported and we can bring we bring a supportive, uh, collaborative environment. We want everybody's ideas. We bring a different kind of value screening. We look at the impact on other people. Women tend to naturally also be innovators. Um, and again, I'm writing about this in, in this book I'm doing, but think about this for a second. Women have not had access to resources and power in traditional institutional structures, okay? They didn't have, I mean, there's still only 8% or whatever it is today of women, of CEOs or women of the Fortune 500. I mean, give me a belief in break, please. There's There's so few resources and so little authority in the hands of women that we have had to figure out how to get things done without the power and the resources. So we had to learn to innovate. We had to learn how to do influence management, how to influence people. We had to learn how to collaborate because we couldn't get anything done otherwise. So women are natural innovators and natural problem solvers in creative ways because we had to be. It's like a muscle. If you don't use it, you you lose it. And this is a muscle that we've had to super strengthen just in order to get things done. And it's not like we set out to do it that way. It's not like weight training, you know? So um, that's a key reason why I think, I think it's a combination of values, of innovativeness, collaboration, communication skills, and the fact that women make when influence 85% of purchasing decisions, both in corporate and consumer today, that um, besides we're fun and we're cool. <laughs> Amen. We're just fun and cool. It's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> and creative. So yeah. Very creative. Yeah. Rock. <laughs> we 
we talked about this recently, and I've seen a lot of head headlines about it uh, right. going back to the Super Bowl about. Oh yeah, women who buy, buy stuff. What? Yeah, who buys things? <laughs> Who's in charge Even of the household buying? Even though there's buying? a stereotype that we buy too much, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that is that is a very interesting thing where there suddenly companies are like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's maybe we should re re pivot. <laughs> we should pivot <laughs> our <laughs> campaigns. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. So I know we've been talking about this throughout, um, but as you as you said in your podcast, you have a bit where you give career advice in every episode. So for a lot of our listeners, uh, probably are not uh, in some of them. I'm sure are, and please write in, listeners are, but are not in the sustainability environmental sector. But and you've already given some tidbits. But do you have any advice on? maybe ways that people can implement climate justice into their own jobs, their businesses, maybe if they have them and or their lives? Yeah, absolutely. So um, first of all, one of the things about the new funding that's also cool from the government is that there's this thing called Justice 40, where 40% of the benefits of the project have to go to disadvantaged communities. So climate justice is built into the structure of those deals, which is really cool, right? And it's also important because disadvantaged communities have gotten many ways the brunt of climate change because a lot of the coal plants are built, you know, these homes, the, the, a lot of the, quote, low-income housing and affordable housing is built near coal plants or power plants or whatever, right, or water treatment plants and stuff, and it's not as 
cool. So now they have to clean all that stuff up. Um, but I would say no matter what kind of job you have or work you do or organization you work for or business you have, think about a get a get a readout on your carbon footprint. It's not that hard to do. And you can re, you know, listen to Electric Ladies podcast, get some resources or why can, you know, ping me and at Joan Michelson on any of the bleeping platforms you the jour you care about. Um, but the, you can find you want to you're going to get a readout on your carbon footprint. You want to get a sense of where your energy is coming from. How are you heating your home? How are you heating your business? What's the air quality in your space? Because you also, it's a matter of taking care of your health and the health of your employees, if you're a business owner or your team, if you're a manager. And then you want to look at where the materials coming from that you use in your product. So that's why I do a lot on sustainable fashion. Yes, I love fashion. I love clothes. But the fashion industry has an enormous carbon footprint. I mean, don't get me started, okay? The, to make an original pair of jeans takes 4,000 gallons of water. I mean, they've cut it down a lot, but it's just, it's, it's appalling. And so there are a lot of companies and organizations that are doing a lot of work to reduce the carbon footprint of their clothing and manufacturing process. And there's some very cool innovators. I have many, many people on my, guests on my show about it, for example. And so choose clothing that is made from sustainable fabrics. And I don't care if it's, if you're looking at shoes or shirts or sweaters or whatever, decide deliberately whether that's going to matter to you. And a lot of them are pricing them much more reasonably now. And there are lines and there are whole companies that are doing this. Um, that, so you can, you can find the information. You look up sustainable fashion or, you know, shoes made sustainably or what have you. I mean, everybody from Nike to uh, H&M is in, the, is in this work. So look at how you're spending your own money. Look at where... Even if what you're doing, is, okay, let me give you another example. If you're in IT, God knows we need your skill because the data is really critical. So if you're an employee, ask your boss what kind of data you can help the company collect that will help them understand their carbon footprint and their social footprint and address it and be responsible for it. Like what kind of reporting do they have to do? Do they have what they need? I'd like to use my skills to help solve that. And again, you're asking, you're volunteering, you'll get cool projects. You never know what you'll end up working on. And they might say no, but A, you made the effort. B, it might come back later. I had a woman on my show. This is a, a different context, but it's an example. She had two little kids and as she was walking out from, she worked for a big financial institution. She was walking out of her boss's office one day. She said, by the way, um, don't uh, eliminate me for opportunities overseas because I have two kids. And she walked out. Have a nice day. Two to three weeks later, he came to her and said, we'd like to offer you an opportunity in Hong Kong. You have to tell people uh, what you want. Yeah. If you want to work on these projects, get creative. Mm -hmm. Look at, you know what your business is. Understand what the strategy of your business is and who they're marketing to and say, hey, 
CEO, CFO, you know, VP of yada, yada. I see this and I can do X and I'm wondering, can I, or you're launching this project I just saw on the, the Slack channel. Can I, how do I get involved in that? Mm -hmm. That really resonates with me. Mm -hmm. Or can I start an uh, ERG, an employee resource group for women? I recently was on an uh, an employee resource group, a media company uh, show just for internal employees that's targeted to their employee resource groups. They said, oh, well, we're going to share this one with the whole, with every group. And I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. So you never know. You have to tell people they don't they're not bleeping mind readers, people. <laughs> you know, and also a lot of it, Annie and, and Samantha, it comes from standing up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Having it's not even just confidence. It's like, do I want to do this or don't I? Right. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. Right. I think you could handle that. Sometimes. You're in that space now. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if they said yeah. no, oh, you're still right where you are now, right? Right, right. So just bleep and go for it. And if you need encouragement, you need ideas. I mean, I'm happy to talk to anybody listening who wants to, you know, come to me. I obviously do this kind of work in coaching. I have people come to me going everything from fresh out of college to I've been a foreign service officer for 20 years. I just came back to the States. I want to get into the space. What should I do? I mean, so it doesn't matter. And and by the way, don't let your age, your gender, your location, your any way you live your life get in the way of any of these opportunities. We need you. We need your voice. We need your energy. We need your intellect. We need your passion. You don't get so many like alerts, people asking you things. <laughs> it's okay. People That's like, cool. Help. <laughs> but, you know, I love in your segments and you actually have like separate episodes in which you ask your guests. So we're going to ask you specifically for mid-career women in which you describe as people who've been in their career 10 to 15 years. Uh, how would you give them advice to make money, but also make a difference? Well, I've shared many ways in our conversation today. Right. But I want to say this. Think about your goals based on who you are now. Don't think about, oh, well, you know, I pull out your goals from, you know, last year or whatever. And, I, oh, I wanted to be VP of yada yada. Or I wanted to, I uh, wanted to get my XYZ degree or whatever. Just think about, look at, look at, make a list, first of all, of what you've accomplished. We're sitting here in February. So think about last year. And I mean everything. I mean, like, you know, I made a list of how many podcasts, episodes I've aired, how many people I interviewed, how many articles I wrote, how many clients I coached, how many projects, yada, yada, right? How many other articles? And there's it's like everything. It's like, how many times did you go hiking? You know, how many friends did you help in XYZ way? I mean, it gets to everything, right? Um, did you get a new house? Did you uh, decide to move to another city? Did you, like, whatever it is, relationships, etc. And then look at 
what kind of work do you want to do now? How do you, you know, we spend so much of our time in what we do for a living. So many, you know, people say, well, why do you focus on what we do for a living? Because it's how it dominates our lives, people. And it's a reflection. It's our output. It's our, it's our mark on the universe. And I don't care if it's paid or unpaid. It's our mark in the universe in so many ways. So think about, you know, how do you want to spend your time? What kind of difference do you want to make? Is it in working with kids like you were doing, Samantha? Is it in the climate? Is it in both? You know, teaching kids STEM careers so they can have a career to help save the planet, right? So then look at the intersection of who you are, absorb the kudos from what you've accomplished, right? Read your resume, your bio if you get depressed, and where the market is now. And don't be afraid to go for something that looks a little sideways. So one way I describe it is we are each a puzzle, like a jigsaw puzzle. And right now, our jigsaw puzzle looks like being on this podcast and we do the articles, we do the the media stuff, we do the social work, we do the climate action, we do all these little things, right? So right now... A puzzle looks like who we are today that we see in the mirror. Well, each of our puzzles is composed of the pieces of what we know, who we know, what we know how to do, where we live, et cetera, et cetera, how we comport ourselves, the experiences we've had. And you can rearrange those puzzle pieces and create a whole new picture. So when I went from journalism to electric vehicles, I created a whole new puzzle, right? But it's still me. It's still the same skills. They're just rearranged. So you can rearrange them no matter what kind of work you're doing now or where you're in school or how you spend your time and figure out what a good fit is for you. And to be honest with you, every aspect of our economy needs help right now. And every aspect of our economy needs women's help right now because we have to bring our values and our perspectives and our curiosity and our collaboration to any of this work so go for it and ask for help mm. love that feel like i was just at a good ted talk like an amazing <laughs> ted talk just now i'm not gonna I know, lie I feel like the information like i just pulled session. in <laughs> oh, i know <laughs> thank you that's very that's sweet. so good i appreciate that <laughs> It is true. You guys like, are fabulous. I won't tell the story right now because I've told it a million times, but I basically got this job because I was just really enthusiastic. She tried. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, hey. it's true. And, but, Enthusiasm is contagious, too. You, if you feel like you can't do a thing because it's not in a certain lane. But so many of us have like a talent here and a talent here, and it doesn't have to be in a box. It can be, I can apply it in this creative way. Uh, that maybe I wasn't thinking of. So I think that's great advice. Mm-hmm. We we like to ask this to a lot of our uh, interviewees who have done so much stuff and are clearly like very busy. What do you What do you do uh, for yourself? How do you take time for yourself? <laughs> well, I love what I do. So um, to me, my work is integrated with who I am, and so I talking to you guys is for me too. I mean, it's a blast. So. Um, I all, I'm an exercise person, so I've been, uh, exercise is a big deal for me, and I walk a lot, I like hikes, I, I'm also a culture, I mean, I'm born and bred New York City girl, so I love culture, 
So museums are my happy place. I walk in and I just like close my eyes and breathe. They go, oh. and I yeah. inhale the creative energy. I mean, literally yes. my friends think I'm nuts. They see me do this and they go, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, I love the the magic of creativity. It's just like, mm-hmm. where the hell did that come from, right? I movies, some TV. I mean, I'm a journalist, so I watch a lot of news. Um, I love reading. I love great writing. Um, I just read a biography of Nora Ephron. That was fun. And then I did oh, a, fun. Yeah, and I, in fact, it's interesting because she tells a story in there. It was written by, it's a biography, not an autobiography. And the woman tells a story about, Nora Ephron wrote a play um, about women and clothing. And I forget the name of it offhand. But anyway, it inspired me. So I did a story about women, clothing, and identity and how more women are choosing sustainable clothing now as part of their values and identity. It's really interesting. So I, I mean, and I go out with friends and hang out with people and um, I have a lot of great friends and things like that. So movies, events, I'm going to, to the Kennedy Center this week, so that'll be fun. I'm very excited. I love that stuff. Yeah, so I do a lot of fun things, but my work so- is also fun. Soon it will include you coming to Atlanta and we hanging out as yes, friends definitely. and going out together, right? Or we can come yes. to New York, which we've been talking about anyway, so we could just do that. Well, I'm in D.C. I'm in You're right. Actually, we're going to D.C. From New York, but... Yes, we like you could ta- confuse. We are talking about, about going to D.C. So we'll do it that way. Both. We could all just hey. go to New York to get together as a trip. There we you go. A trip we there? could do that. We could totally do that. Absolutely do that. Options. Record a show live in, uh, at iHeart and yeah. uh, either in Rockville or uh, D.C. or New York I, or who knows. Yeah. We got to do it all up that way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Hot Lana, which is not so hot right now. It is raining. It is very Actually, it's cold. kind of sunny right now. <laughs> and it's cold. <laughs> well, before we wrap up, do you have anything else you would like to tell the listeners? I think I would like to tell your listeners. First of all, listen to Electric Ladies podcast. Yeah. Seriously, let me know if you want any help or input on this, whether for your organization or for you. And you can find it on electricladiespodcast.com. But I also want to say, have a different definition of risk. So I have lived in extreme hot and extreme cold. I've lived in eight states. I've been moved around for work. And have an adventurous spirit. I mean, if somebody had told me that I would be living in Las Vegas when I lived there, I would have looked at them like they had 10 heads. (laughs) If somebody had told me that I would be living in Fargo, North Dakota, which I did with Chrysler, I would look at them Mm. like they had just swallowed acid. So, you know, you never know. But both opportunities changed my life dramatically in wonderful ways. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously not there anymore. I found my weather (laughs) limits, ladies. I found my weather (laughs) limits. I swung 180 degrees in 18 months and I found my weather limits. Um, But, you know, I learned something from it. And Mm -hmm. so don't be afraid of, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Go for it, for Christ's sake. The adventure of it. The worst that happens is you hate it and you leave. Yeah. So think about risk differently. Think about how you'll feel if you don't do it and you'll regret not having done it. Or not having gone to meet, you know, the blind date or whatever, right? So just, just have a different definition of risk. And... Take your career by the horns. Take charge of it. You are CEO of your life. That's right. And treat it that way. 
<laughs> I love that. Other than that, I have no opinion on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna follow up about this date but yes uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you thank you thank you so much you. uh for taking the time i love when we get to have these collaborations and crossovers uh because we found your research and your interviews and here we are mm-hmm. and it's great so thank you so much we will be uh Meeting up at some point at some time. Yes, it's gonna um, happen. Yes. And if you ever want to come back, let us know. You're welcome. Please come back. We would love to have another conversation. Uh, but in the meantime, where can our good listeners find you? Electricladiespodcast.com. A ladies is spelled out L A D I E S. Podcast.com. Uh, my uh, handle everywhere is at Joan Michelson. Um, I think my show also has. Um, at Electric Ladies Podcast or at Electric Gals Pod, speaking of Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm on all the social media. I don't have to do as much on TikTok. Thank you for sharing. But I'm, you know, a lot on LinkedIn and I'll still call it Twitter. I can't help it. And um, Instagram, whatever y'all find me. But I think LinkedIn and Twitter and my website. Uh, You can find more information there than you ever want to know. You can follow my stories on Forbes. I've written hundreds of stories on this stuff on Forbes. I give a lot of career advice on Forbes. Um, And I do uh, career coaching and book coaching and ESG consulting and speaking and stuff. So if I can inspire your audience or you, do reach out. I am always happy to connect. You're going to start getting messages like, my dad said I'm telling you. (laughs) Just a few. That's fine. Yes, and you have a book. We like like and get, yes, and I'm working on a book. Hopefully it'll be out later this year. Okay. Fingers crossed. We're going to look out for it. You'll have to let us know. Congrats on your book. I saw you guys. uh, Thank you. <laughs> I, we want to celebrate yours because right. I remember how stressful it was. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to support you in your quest. Thank and you. And then come back yes. on the show and we'll talk about it. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Well, it's perfectly aligned with what we've been talking about. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, if you would like to contact us, you can. Our email is stephaniemomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast or on TikTok and Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. We have a tea public store. And yes, we do have a book. You can get wherever you get your books. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christine, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. 
Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.